BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and today we will be discussing the Black Lives Matter movement and the racial injustice currently happening in our country. You might be thinking, but I come here to listen to moods and mood boosters and escape. Well, frankly, there's only one mood that matters to me today. I want you to know that I believe this isn't me pushing my political views on my listeners. This is me using my platform to speak on human rights. I refuse to ignore what is happening in my country right now. I'm angry, I'm sad, but I'm here recognizing my white privilege, and I know I will never understand what it is like to be a black person living in America. I stand with the black communities everywhere. I am here. I am listening and I'm using this podcast today as a platform for change. If you've listened to this podcast in the past, you know that it is a safe space to discuss how we are feeling and come together. This podcast has hopefully had a positive impact on your life in some way, shape or form. I truly hope you can listen with an open mind and an open heart because this is the conversation that needs to be had here today. I will be keeping some ads in this episode that were already slotted and cannot be pushed and I'm donating the profits to the George Floyd Memorial Fund and Black Lives Matter movement matched with personal donations to various charities. I'm going to be bringing out my new friend Dom Roberts, a young Instagram proclaimed activist from the black community to have an open and honest conversation with us and give her my platform and give her the space to be heard. When we were done recording, I was moved to tears um, with this conversation. I know all of our hearts are really heavy, and I think that Dom's is one that needs to be heard. I'm so grateful and so honored to have her come on my platform today, and I truly think every single person can get something out of this today. So please listen, and I'm going to be joined by Dom Roberts to discuss what is going on right now further and discuss what she's doing on social media to have her voice be heard. Please note that it's obviously not the audio that you guys are used to on the podcast, but I hope you guys can look past something as small as the audio because you can still hear everything and it is worth listening to no matter what. Thank you. Thank you so much for seriously just like taking the time to do this. I know it's like there's so much going on. I was even going through your Instagram last night and I noticed that you even said something about like taking a break for a second just to like take care of yourself. And I just want to dive into like everything that kind of has been obviously going on in our country and everything like that. But also just I want to introduce like my audience to you and just kind of like how you got started because I'm sure people have seen the graphics that you've made. And I want to just know like, of course, on your perspective of like, how did this all happen for you? I think you started with like a couple thousand followers, right? I didn't even have like, I barely had a thousand, like barely. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was just like, so small, like just my friends, like it was just 
if you like go back on my Instagram page, it's like so personal, like photos of me, like yeah, whatever. But um, yeah. So pretty much, kind of how it all happened was, I had yeah, it was just the morning that of George Floyd's murder, and I saw, it and I was honestly so, I saw the video. Someone had posted it. Um, I think it was I saw it like directly off of Sean King's page, and I was just so like sick like I physically got sick and um I went to go watch it and I like swiped out of it like I like swiped out of the video and I was like I can't watch that and then I like took a second and like just you know I started crying and I was just like no like I have to watch it like I have to see what happened to him like I need to see the reality of what happened even though like out of my discomfort that it was going to bring and like how sickening it was for me. But I was like, I need to watch this video. And so after I watched it immediately, I saw there was um, the mayor and district attorney that you could call. And I was like, I need to make a graphic. And then I just knew that if I, as a black woman had discomfort watching like another black man die, like how much do like my white counterparts and like other people are going to have so much more discomfort. And that's kind of where that initial graphic, like don't ignore something because it makes you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of came from that, that saying popped into my mind because I was like, I didn't want to watch that video. I didn't want to see any of that. Like, and I was just like, we need to right now, the way like, like healing and change happens out of our comfort. And it was like, we have to go to that place that's uncomfortable it's really hard and we need to dig deep and we need to start pulling stuff out. And um, that's kind of what my page has turned into. And I'm so happy that it's resonated with so many people. Like it's freaking crazy. I was talking to one of my friends, um, Kenzie, and I was telling her, I was like, dude, I'm not kidding. You know me. I had like barely a thousand followers. And now it's crazy. I had like this morning, I just reached like 29,000, like, and it's crazy that so many people are listening and it's been like five days. Like it's nuts. I think of what people are experiencing right now, especially from the graphic that you made is, you know, address the things and have the conversations and like look inward that makes you uncomfortable. And obviously I think it's so important. And the more I'm educating myself just in the past few days, I, I'm realizing these things and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And like, Yes, I remember being a second grader and absolutely loving learning about Black history and Black history. But why can I not remember the exact timeline? Like as a white person, you, you immediately, you don't even realize how privileged you are because you just don't have to make it your problem. And so I think you as now, you know, someone that I consider like the voice of Black activism of like, you know, millennials on social media, like it's so interesting that you said that you yourself were uncomfortable and you're encouraging people to, you know, experience that discomfort. And I think a lot of people are saying, okay, but I, I am uncomfortable. So what do I do about that? And I think what I struggle with even having you on this podcast is I don't want to make you feel like it's your responsibility to educate us, you know? So how do you feel when people, cause I see you saying like making these IGTVs of I'm going to, you know, I want to put these resources out there. I don't want that to obviously fall on you. And I don't want it to be like, hey, I'm white. So educate me. Like, that's what I'm doing for myself. So how do you, kind of, you know, have that conversation? Um, And so like, I do want to hit on that because I really think that's a great point. 
because a lot of black people right now are grieving. They don't want to talk to you. They don't need, they don't have to give you a history lesson right now. It's like almost acting like someone who's been through abuse, like, oh, will you share your story of abuse with me? It's like, uh, what? I don't even know you like that. And so it's like, I would say like, definitely right now, do not be approaching your black friends. Approach them with like support, like, hi, I want to support you. I'm going to be there for you. Um, let me know if there's something you need, whatever. Yes. You know, like, can I send you a meal? Like, how can I support you? Yes, that is beautiful. That's great. But don't go to them and be like, hi, can I have an open discussion with you? Like, especially if the relationship's not there. And like, you need to know, like, so many Black people aren't there right now. Like, they don't, in your circle, they probably don't want to have a conversation with like a non-Black person about another traumatic thing that's happened to our community. And so like, because of that, it's like the uncomfort but you want to learn. Like, it's this crossroads of like, okay, like, what do I do? Like, do I just go back to normal and keep ignoring this? Because I can't find resources. And so that's where I feel like I want to step in and like bridge the gap of like, Mm -hmm. I want to like use my experiences that I've personally gone through and resources that I've personally read, watched, or have admired from afar and want to give them to the white community and just the white passing community and be like, here, here are these resources. Here's my voice that I'm willing to use. I feel like for me, it's kind of like when this graphic like popped off and went viral, it's like, I realized if I kept going and I kept posting resources and I kept like, I had already accepted in myself that I was stepping into something and a burden and something bigger that was outside of myself And so it's like, I already made kind of the declaration inside myself, like, I am going to stand up for this. I'm going to talk about it. And I personally, I'm not speaking on behalf of the Black community when I say this, but me, Dom, like, I'm personally wanting to be an educator in these things and help people by sharing my experiences, learn to grow from discomfort in these situations. And so, yeah, I think that's such a great thing. And that's why I want people to point to me as a resource instead of going to like their black friend who's already probably been like tokenized as like the token black person in their life. So it's just like, go to me, like go to other black creators that are sharing and willing to post about like their experiences. And so how have you, I guess, have you been going based off, you know, what you're feeling just from your personal experiences and sharing, because I feel like you've done such in the few days that, you know, social media has really taken notice, because obviously, it's important to note that there's so many people that are like, oh, all of a sudden, and no, this is systematic. This is Mm -hmm. what our country was built on. And, you know, you guys have been experiencing racism your whole lives. And I think, you know, there's kind of the then the uncomfort now of like, wait, okay, so I haven't said anything in the past. And now I'm getting involved. And maybe I've made mistakes. And so you have been really a source of addressing those questions that I think are resonating with a lot of people that are white and have privilege. And so are you just maybe creating those uh, conversations and graphics based on, you know, what you feel you've experienced? Or do you kind of looking to social media to see what they need as well yeah um it's it's a little bit of a balance um a lot of the graphics that I've made and informational videos that I've posted have kind of been like both so I've had like 
friends, like conversations with like my closest like white friends and the questions that they've asked me, like a lot of the reoccurring questions, I'm like, okay, if like five of my white friends are asking me this question, then I'm sure like 10,000 like of other like white people want to like ask the same question, but they're scared. And then other stuff has been like my personal things that I've seen that I want to be like, okay, now look at this. Like this is a prime example. Like um, the other day I posted about like yesterday, I I posted a video about talking about racism in your home. And the reason why I posted that video was because I don't care about hate. Like, honestly, it's like, I'm like, haters make me famous. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm like, bring it on. You know, anytime you work with people that share their opinions, like you're going to get hate. It's just, it is what it is, you know? And so I just, there was this kid in my comments yesterday and I get like, I mean, as you know, your platform's huge. You probably get like crazy notifications. So if there's a person that is like doing enough stuff, it's like, you're probably going to start noticing their name over and over again. And so there was this one guy who got into this like 87 comment deep argument in one of my posts. And I'm like, who is this? Like, what is happening? I don't even read the comments, honestly, like on posts that are like, a little more controversial or just like heavy topics because I'm just like, I don't have time for that. Mentally, I don't have time for that. And so I go into just, I'm like, who is this kid? Like, what is he doing with his life? And I like click and read what he's saying. And I'm like instantly like gut, like disgusted. And then I click on his profile and I'm like, this kid's in junior high. Like he's like a kid. Like he is like a freshman in high school for sure. Like, could not be any older. And then I started going through other comments and I started realizing the kids that were posting all these comments kind of looked the same and had the same thing in their bios. And to me, it just was like a mental note that like, these are little kids. These are like little eighth graders, little seventh graders, little high schoolers who think they have all the answers and no one's talking to them about racism. And so they're seeing other kids and their and peers in their circle who who are probably sharing bigotry and hatred don't even realize it and then they're like oh well Johnny posted about it so like he's cool and he's popular so like that's going to be my stance on it too and then like other girls are like oh my gosh like he's my crush and that's how he feels like and it's just like it's this peer pressure to give into the narrative of hatred and so that's why I'm like parents brothers sisters if you know a teenager mentors like you need to stop pause they need and you need to have a conversation. I think that's one of the things when I posted the uh, graphic that you were coming on the podcast, because, and it's interesting, I noticed too, a lot, at, even though me using my platform has gotten a lot of support, and it feels it feels very weird, people are like, thank you for posting this. I'm like, don't, you know, don't think like, I'm, I'm not doing like there, I have nothing to be thanking for like, that's why you're here, because I'm not going to speak for your community. But I noticed that it was a lot, it, majority of my following was white girls. And so first of all, I was thinking, wow, okay, thank God that at least they're all on the same page. Like they're in support of this too. But a big thing besides obviously being an active ally and anti-racist was how do I talk to people in my life that, you know, maybe are racist or are more conservative or are Republican? And that was such a big question. And obviously, like I said, I I hate putting this on you to educate. So I really want to give you this platform as a space to like, 
if I, you know, ask you a question that maybe I were to be like, I'm learning, I'm relearning things too, as someone who has lived their life as I'm like, I, I'm not a racist person. I've never been a racist person. And as I'm educating myself, I'm like, oh, this is like a societal thing that I didn't even realize how privileged I am. So I guess, do you think that like in the video, you gave actionable steps of how to have the conversation with family members? For me, I feel, I feel like some people in my life are maybe a lost cause. And I don't, I don't know if it's an age thing. Um, so I guess how do I, I don't know, like, what do, what would you say of how to move forward with deciding how to have those hard conversations? Yeah. And um, so for me, it, I think that it's, it's, it's a formula, you know, any hard conversation you want to have, it always, always, always has to be done out of love. Like you need to have any hard, if you want to see true results, you need to have a conversation out of love. And it's like, you need to say these things from a loving place because you want to see genuine change, not because you're enraged or upset that like, you're like, my racist uncle is still calling people the N word. Yes, that is something to be upset about. But out of love that you want to see this person come to change, it's like you need to start talking in that way. And so for me, I've approached it on my platform in such a way as like, I'm not angry. Like, yes, I'm upset for sure. But when I'm talking to like, especially my white followers and people in my corner, I'm like, I'm talking to you in a very calm way. Like all my videos are so calm. So like, I'm never like raising my voice. I'm never getting snappy. And it's not because I'm not passionate, but it's because I want people to listen to what I'm saying and understand I'm coming from a place of like empathy and care and like love. And it's because like, and concern. And so it's like, if you had someone in your life that was, that did drugs and was an alcoholic like you would approach them in an intervention with love. You wouldn't like blow up on them and be like, you're, you're an alcoholic. You're, you're this. You need to stop because I love you. This hate is like taking over your heart. You're not seeing people the way they need to be seen. And it's like, or you can even phrase it in a question like, what makes you think like that? Because it's like prejudice comes from an experience that you might have had, right? But what we're talking about is racism. So it's prejudice plus power. The power that white people have been given because we're built off of an institutionalized and systematic like system that has given a platform for white people and left everyone behind. And so because of that, you need to approach people with racism in like a very calm way. And this approach is like, probably not popular. And probably I might even get like, I don't know, some backlash for this, but I think it's so important. And a story I want to highlight, I can't remember his name. And if I remember his name, I will let everyone know and I want to highlight him. But this guy, he was a famous saxophone player. And uh, he was, like, well-known in the music community. I think he even went to, like, uh, Berkeley for, like, college and stuff. Anyways, he was a real known, well-known musician. And he was playing at, like, a dive bar um, one night. And this white guy came up to him and was like, hey, I love your music. Like, you're great. You're a legend. Will you sit? Will you sit with my friends and I and have a beer? And he was like, sure. 
And then he sat down and his friends started laughing. He's like, why are your friends laughing at me? Like, why are we laughing? He was like, well, because I'm a part of the clan. And they are too. And it dawned on him that like these are the clan is notorious for killing people. Right. Like they're the the highest form of like racism, like over like they want the racism to be known and they're proud about it. And he just was like, but there's a humanity in there. This guy realized that he could have relationship and talk with me. So it's like it was a learned thing. And so he started sitting down with this guy and having conversations, inviting him to like his parties and like his life. And soon that guy realized that like he could be friends with him. And he started doing this process with other like people high up in the clan. And it's like they started turning in their robes and started like changing their ways. And it wasn't through a com it wasn't it wasn't like an overnight process. It was like people realizing slowly that like black people should be equal too. And so my approach is like if you want to bring up racism to your family member. You need to understand it's not going to happen in one highlighted conversation. It's going to take activism on your part to keep pursuing relationship with that person. And it's like a slow unpacking and unlearning. And it's like you're going to get it wrong. And some conversations are going to be sweet and other conversations are going to be tough. But it's like if you're committed to truly changing racism around you, and, and I mean in a deep way then you need to be committed to having so much patience, which is what I feel like I'm called to do on my platform. And I'm not saying other Black people need to feel called to do this, but me personally, this is what I want to do. I want to fill myself up with enough patience to be like that guy, to slowly just unpack people's racisms with them one by one. And it's like, that is how you create a lasting change. And I don't have all the answers. I don't like even have a college degree. So like, you know, I'm just doing what I can. Like, you know, I'm not going to get it right. And I'm here to learn as much as you're here to learn. And I just want to be able to show people that it's more than just posting on social media, which is important to raise awareness. But it's like, you need to take this outside of your circle. You need to take this into when you're when you're sitting around, if I'm not here. And it's like you and your your girls and you're you're all together. And let's just say like it's all your white friends and you guys are all together. You're getting brunch, and one of your friends is like makes a racist or offensive comment towards any person of color. It's like, are you gonna say something? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna kill the vibe. Things are gonna get awkward. Like people low key might want to be like, I want to leave right now. But you being like, what did you just say? Or nah, like I don't, I don't do that. Or wait, that's not cool. Like we don't, like I don't know, I don't talk like we, I'm not friends with people that talk like that. Like that instant call out is the the good social peer pressure we need when it comes to calling out racism. Just the same way that social peer pressure is being used in those white spaces with those like high school, junior high kid kids. It's like we need to use that same social pressure in a good way. And be and make being anti-racist cool in those those places because it's like, and I keep going back to this, um, but it's like those junior high, high school kids are going to run companies. They are going to employ people. They are going to be employed by people. They're going to be in, and it's like our world just keeps getting more and more diverse. And it's like, 
if those are the kids terrorizing my comments and no one's checking their privilege in the spaces around them, then they're going to grow up thinking they're unstoppable. And then that's going to turn into real bigotry, real hatred. It's such a deep-rooted thing. And then it's, it's going to turn into what we're seeing now. And I feel like our world, with a lot of our parents and stuff, is they grew up in a different time where bigotry and hatred was widely accepted. It's harder to like unpack that. So it's like the earlier we can start to unpack underlying racism within our circles, it's like the easier people will start to be able to heal and become an ally and a friend and stand up and become anti-racist. And so sorry, that was long. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, sorry, real quick. I just want to note that guy, the saxophone player I was talking about earlier, his name's Daryl Davis. Yeah, he has a documentary that you guys can watch. I'll like probably make a graphic about it. So it freaking blew my mind. But um, like you were saying with social media, I feel like what's so important is like there needs to be grace. We need to be kind right now on social media. Like we need to be so, 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 so kind to creators like me, creators like you. Like we need to be so kind to our friends if we want to have the lasting change of like being an anti-racist country. And I think that what's so important is like, I'm making all this content. I'm doing all this stuff. Like I'm not, I'm working like crazy hours right now. And, um, and like, I'm not getting paid to like do any of this This is just like out of my free time. But I like, yes, with the blackout that is happening on social media, I posted like hashtag black lives matter in my, in my post. And then I woke, I went to bed, woke up to like my DMS being stormed by like my followers being like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Like you're, you're, um, you're quieting black voices. Like you need to change the hashtag to this. And you need to delete the post, change the hashtag. And I was like, oh, I made a mistake. Great. And I was like, so what does that mean? Perfect. I made a mistake. Everyone came at me so kind. Delete, Mm. repost. Hey, guys, thanks for the call out. Like I posted, hey, guys, thanks for the call out. Thanks for letting me know. Um, My bad. And this is what you guys need to do. 
so many other people aren't having the kind approach because they're angry and their anger is justified. But I just want to make my platform, like if you want to be a part of what I'm doing and I mean, I want to have lasting change and it's like, righteous anger is fine. Like justified anger is fine. I'm not saying don't be angry, suppress like your feelings, but it's like, okay, once you work, like anger doesn't last forever. You can't live in victimhood. You can't live in anger. And so it's like, okay, once your anger has subsided, subsided, which is kind of like what's happening right now in social media, like I'm sure people in your world and maybe you've even had these questions. I know some of my friends who um, are influencers and their job social media, they're kind of like in this weird tension of like, well, I mean, like, how do, am I allowed to post a selfie? Like, like what's the social media etiquette right now? You know, like, because it's like, what's happening in our world is serious. And what's happening in our world is like, but at the same time, it's like, this is their job, social media to post. And so, I mean, I don't have all the answers, but I think right now it's like, you have to lean into a social media etiquette. It's like, if something's happening right now, we need to lean into it. We need to pay attention. But on the other end of that, like, I think what Kenzie did was so cool. She's still, she, um, she's been so aware and she's been active and vocal about being anti-racist and unlearning like racism. But um, she had, she did a live workout with a black creator. And I was just like, that, that is the energy we need right now. It's like, if you are known for um, not having a diverse platform, then throw some, and I mean, genuine diversity, not tokenism, but genuine diversity from creators you love and other people of color you love, um, like throw them in, like throw them into what you're doing. Hey guys, I want to highlight so-and-so. Or like, um, this outfit that I'm wearing today is inspired by so-and-so, like, you know, and I just think that right there is like, you're learning, you're leaning in, but it's also like, you're making diversity a priority in your life. Like, I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. Like, you got to do you at the end of the day, but I want to challenge people. It's like, I was talking to this um, on another podcast I was on and I was like, these girls are talking about how they grew up with only like a lot of white friends. And I was like, if your circle is only white, you have a problem. You need to start hearing from other voices that diversify your circle. You need to have black friends, you need to have Mexican friends, you need to have um, like Asian friends. Like you need to make your circle bright and you need to make it colorful because that's how you stay in the know. That's how you like stay constantly like an allyship and an accomplice to anti-racism. And so um, those are like some things like social media, like we need to be kind, but it's like, that's how we're going to have to move forward is like with that mindset. And do you, for instance, like I even saw a lot of people getting comments, like, you know, now making sure that they are being in more support on the social media side of the black community and then it's like, oh, well, I scrolled down your page and this is the first time you've ever posted something like this. And it's like you're saying, it's like calling it out. And so do you feel that it is enough to say, like, I've made a mistake, like, I'm sorry. And now I'm like re-educating myself and learning and doing things differently moving forward. Because I've I've even been guilty of, you know, having only two white friends be able to model for my clothing company because I had no budget and I couldn't hire a model. And 
the problem is that it's that why didn't I have a black friend that I could go ask to model? And, you know, the changes that I've made are now that so when I do it, I have the budget and I can hire and all this stuff, but people then are still going to look back, right? So are we in the are we in a world where we can be unlearning and re-educating while still being kind, like you're saying, how do we, because in order to move forward, I, I feel like we have to admit our mistakes and take accountability. And that's where like the grace in this process comes in, right? You can't, it's like, I'm using my platform as a platform of grace for people. I'm not speaking on behalf of the black community and, but I'm offering a way of grace and forgiveness. It's like, people want to talk about like racial reconciliation. It's like, to say reconciliation is to say that both parties were in the wrong and at one point there is a relationship. There's never been a good relationship when it's come to racism in this country. So what I want to do is like, we need to move forward in grace. It's like, listen, if you haven't had diversity like known in your platform, that is fine. And I'm not saying like, oh yeah, like that's fine. Like it's cool, but it's like, okay, great. You acknowledge that. And that right there is honestly half, half the battle is acknowledgement. And then the other half is, okay, so you've acknowledged it. What are you going to do about it? And it's like, yes, okay, apologize. Like, come clean, be clear. Like, you know, like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry that I that that hasn't been a space that I've promoted diversity. But it's like, on my end, I'm going to give come with grace and be like, so cool. My friend now is like, going to make it a point and a priority to share diversity. And it's like, it's a, it's a taking and it's a giving. It's like, you're taking education and I'm giving you grace. Like I know that my friends, I've had countless conversations with so many white people in my life and so many other like white creators. And I'm just like, they're going to post something and they, it might not come across the right way. Or they might do something in like, honestly, out of the goodness of their heart, but it comes across the wrong way. And it's just like, what, we're going to cancel culture now? I'm still learning. It's like, no, if you want to fix this, you can't just cancel, 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 left. No, I'm so anti-cancel culture. Like that's a whole nother situation. But more importantly, it's like you need to give people a chance to learn. If you're just learning something, if you're in school and, you know, a teacher's like, all right, this is what I need you to learn. And then in the next hour, she's like, okay, now you need to take a test. You'd be like, hello? Like, you'd be like, I don't know any of the material. And it's like same way on social media and this etiquette. It's like, you're learning, you're growing. There needs to be grace. Like social media doesn't have to be this dark, heavy place of information. And like, yes, it, it needs to be a place of like passion and outcry and like, you know, all of these things. About this. On the other end of that, it's like social media is light and it's fun and we're happy and we're growing and we're graceful. And it's like so many beautiful things have come out of this platform. So it's like our narrative can be that. And it's like so many people want to spread negativity. And I'm like, I want to be the positive voice. I'm not perfect. That's why, you know, so many people feel like they can learn from me. And I just want to let you know that, like, as your friend now, that's what I come to offer and like want to tell the people that listen and follow you. Like, come and learn. And on my page, if you like want to learn from me, it's like I only come with like correction and grace. 
mm-hmm. and fueled by love and everything that I share and post. And like, I never come for anyone in my comments without being like, hey, just all love, but like, just want to show you this side of it too. And so that's like the challenge that I leave people with on social media. I, I feel just so overwhelmed right now with everything you're saying, but in obviously a positive way. I guess my question for you then is just, you know, what, obviously there's, you know, a lot of political pressure right now and there's, you know, I mean, I'm sure you got the notification like an hour ago, there's curfew tonight. Um, So this fight, this immediate fight, obviously we know that racial injustice is a very long history and the fight currently right now that has been, you know, come from the horrible murder of George Floyd that fight is not, I mean, in my opinion, close to being over. Yeah. What What are you now, you know, kind of, what are you focusing on as, you know, almost mentoring, you know, future allies yeah. and being that voice on social media that is so unique and so important. I can't stress it enough. What is like kind of you, what you're focusing on right now and what you're trying to do during this time? Yeah, Um So like I said, for me, this happened literally overnight. It's like people are giving me the platform, like an influencer. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, I like, oh my gosh, like, whoa, people are listening to me and like people are sharing. And so like for me next, I just want to like inform people like, these are movies that I've watched and these are things that I've watched that I think people like historically white people have been like, Oh, that's for black people. Like my, sh- my favorite show blackish. So freaking funny. But I'm like, dude, white people can watch that too. Like my roommate, my old roommate, Caitlin, <laughs> I would like turn it on. She'd be like, this is literally my favorite show. And I'm like, right. It's so good, but it's so informative and it's funny. And so like, I want to just keep giving like parents resources too. like, okay, if you have kids, like it's never, it's, it's not too young to talk about racism. Like at two years old, they're understanding like color and all of that. And so it's like, you need to start having these conversations young and you start having diverse faces, dolls. Like, are your kids only playing with white dolls? Like all of these things that like, we need to start looking at from this perspective and need to start understanding as like, as a society, it's like, we've gotten this so wrong in the past. And I feel like, the good thing that's happening is like, I feel like there's more good people than bad. Like, I feel like there's more good people that want to make a difference than the bad in the world. And it's like so many people right now are honestly, it's a revival of people like wanting to be anti-racist and are taking like going up against like our, the politics and the legislation that's been put in place that oppresses like, Um, people of color and it's like right now we're in such a cool position as a society it's like this can go two ways this can be another story of like hatred and bigotry and how racism won or it could be a fresh clean slate of like this is how we took over and became a predominantly anti-racist society because it's like at the end of the day hatred bigotry prejudice that all lives on like it's just kind of human nature you know unfortunate and I'm not saying that I don't know if there's an absolute cure but I do think there's a pretty positive solution we could have to becoming an anti-racist society a hundred percent and I think that that's I think that this has really opened up a conversation that 
it, it, it's so different than anything, you know, we've seen on social media, not in the sense about Black Lives Matter and the sense of at first it was just, you know, don't be a racist. Now there's these words where people are being be an anti-racist. And it's really started this conversation that I think you're giving us practical steps to live on. And, you know, I am learning so much of even how I'm going to parent my children, things that I I was going to be good at that now I know I need to be incredible at. And that is, you know, something I hope that is touching every single person's lives on social media right now, because no matter how old or how young you are, what you're saying can resonate with anyone and it could take time. It could happen overnight. It could be a click in the brain, but what you're doing on social media is absolutely incredible. It's something that you don't need to be doing. And it is something that, you know, I think you are absolutely incredible for, and your voice is perfect for, and it's just, I can't stress enough, like how much you've impacted my life and how much I just promise to keep standing on the right side of history for you and with the communities and as a friend and as an ally. And this platform is always available to you as I learn and as I grow, even if it's, you want to talk about cancel culture or whatever it is, like there is obviously, I know we are not all one thing. And I know that you are not only doing amazing things for activism on social media, but also clearly just an incredible person. So I thank you so much for taking the time during this crazy time to come on here and speak to my audience, because I think it's really important. And I wanted to give you this space because obviously I couldn't speak on it. And I just, I seriously can't thank you enough. And I hope that you continue to grow on social media because that I would literally give all of my Instagram followers to you. I'm already losing followers by the day. So, Hey, it comes with, it comes with everything. I was talking to like so many of my friends and they're like, it's just like crazy how much like, it's crazy. Like how much people like, it's like the heat in the kitchen. It's like, this thing is really forcing people to dig deep. And it's like, what? Okay. Yeah. Like you said, like the right side of history, the wrong side of history. And it's like, and it's not like, don't be on the right side of history to look like you're on the right. It's like, be about it. Or honestly, if you don't want to be about it, then just go to the other side, like own it. Yeah. You want to be about like, honestly, the hate, the whatever. If you don't want the change to happen, then fine. But just be open about it. Just be clear about it. And honestly, I respect that more than someone who says they're about like changing the narrative, all this stuff. But like, no, I don't know. You're not really doing it. So (laughs) thank you so much. It's so cool. I've like have done. I like I'm doing a couple more podcasts and I'm like, what is this? I'm- I mean, is that not just crazy? Yeah, I'm like, what podcast? Yeah, but thank you so much. Like, thank you so much, and I'm gonna make sure that I'm you know sharing uh, all of your resources for everyone to you know keep following you and keep learning from you. And so this is not the end of the conversation for everyone listening. No, of course. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you.